Mike check one two one two. Bill, fuck you. Down, it's so washed up, and all my friends don't give a fuck. They'll tell me that it's just bad luck. When will I find where I fit in? Sub you hyenas. And yep, that's right. What up, my Blum Kings? What's up? New studio, new digs. We Gucci. Yeah, we got the man cave. What up, my glip glops? What's Good. up? What's up, <laughs> homie? Caught a lot of avalanche. And welcome back to the Small Market Insecurities Podcast, episode 46, boys. It's your boy, Phil Razor, and we are once again rejoined by the co-host of Chaos, Sky Ball. Sky, how are we doing today? I'm Gucci. What up, you hyenas? The hyenas you're, are back. The boys are back. You're dad. I'm daddy. Daddy's back. Daddy's home. <laughs> I thought I was dad. Who knows? We no, all... you're dad. I'm daddy. Ooh, so <laughs> What's up? All the honeys that listen. We are also joined, once again, by the guy you love to hate, Stack Eye Nate. Nate, how are we doing? Fucking juiced up, baby. We're round two. It's conference semis of the NHL playoffs. We got the PGA Championship this week. It is just going to be an action-packed week and weekend of sports. Let's okay. get ready for it. That's has got Nate juiced. Let's do it. Hey. Juiced up. Juiced up. Guys, before we get into uh, the uh, meat and potatoes of the, of the broadcast, um, a little on this date, May 18th. Oh, in in 1945, I thought this was wild. Uh, the Detroit Tigers and the Philadelphia A's both had seven consecutive games rained out. Jesus, that's a lot of doubleheaders. And the Tigers ended up winning the World Series that year. So that's that's a lot of games to make up. Did they did they play both or all? Well, were they scheduled all 14 games in Ohio? I, I mean, I, I honestly, yeah, I don't. You would think I don't know. <laughs> one one can imagine. It doesn't say if they were road road or home games. I don't know. Um, it just says they had seven straight games postponed. That's an entire week to rest up the pitching staff, and then you obliterate it later. Um, but, guys, uh, let's start off this this pod. Unfortunately, this is the end of the road. The end of the road. Of, the end times. Of our NBA talk, because, unfortunately, we'll go with the first one. John Morant got hurt. That really stifled the Grizzlies. Um, they did win one game without him. But that was kind of the end of it. Golden State moved on in that series. Really sucks, right? Yeah, dude, fuck. Like, if there was any team I think this podcast was really pulling for, it was Memphis. I mean, of course, we had our hopes out there for the Bucks and the Suns, but shit, dude. We, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I was really pulling for the Grizz in that series. Grizz got absolutely shellacked I'm in gu- the last game. I'm gut- 33 points. Oh, yeah. I'm gutted. I'm gutted for Jaw. Because yeah. I, I think at least would have gone seven. He'll had, be back. Had he been there? Oh, they'll be back. Um, and then Sunday, guys, and we had all those game sevens in one day. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker and company, there was a beat writer for the Suns, and, and they got smoked by the Mavs in game seven. But there was a beat writer that said they looked way too tense and tight yeah. going into that game, which is weird because they made it to the you know, the NBA Finals last year. You didn't think, maybe yeah. you know, whatever. But Well, like you were saying last episode that I was uh, on PTO for also – I heard y'all clowning me. 
Okay. I mean, yeah, is, I heard it. Isn't that kind of podcast protocol? It is. It is protocol. It's standard protocol. <laughs> As but, as the HR director. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure of it. I'm <laughs> HIV positive. Um, I actually am. Um, but no, uh, <laughs> but no, dude. Chris Paul does look tired. Did look tired. Hundred percent, dude. Him, yeah, and then I, I think Book looked a little tired too. Yeah, I think Book Book's injury really threw off his rhythm. Yeah. Um, in that first round series, Definitely. and then yeah, Chris Paul looked thoroughly exhausted. Um, throughout they have, that time, like, fucking like. Five points or something, like three points, something like that. He had five points and six fouls in one game, and then the the last game though. Yeah, I, he, I he, had, he like, had eleven points. Eleven, yeah. And Booker was three of fourteen um, with ten points. I, I believe. think it was in the first half they didn't hit a single shot. Yeah, probably. I mean, it was just it was just rough, and the, the Mavs are the only team now to win it. They've won multiple game sevens by thirty plus. Yeah, they're the only team in NBA history. Luka, so. dude, Luca has been putting his cock on the fucking table. He sure has. Shout out to my buddy Kev, who's a big Mavs fan. He lives down that yeah. down that way. So shout out to him. Rub it in, asshole. He also has a listener question later, so we'll get to that. But hey, by the way, real quick, I did want to point out, just kind of staying on with uh, backtracking from last episode. Um, did you hear? Did you get to the part where Phil found out that I hate Clay Thompson, and I was like, Oh, I don't think that's a secret. No, it's not, and I think you'd be right there with me. Yeah. I mean, respect him absolutely. He's got games. He's got but, the prettiest shot in the NBA, but still, we, but still, fucking hate him. We got, we got. A, he hates likable Patrick Mahomes, and he hates likable Clay Thompson. This guy, this guy's right there with me. I'm I, both I, those. Yeah, I'm with Nate on this one. Sorry, buddy. That's yeah, okay. you're sorry. If there's anybody I know that would be right there <laughs> sitting beside me on this irrational hate train, it's my guy. Yeah. On, a, on a team that has Draymond and Steph, too, you guys pick Clay Thompson. I, 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 oh, no, I, I hate, oh, hate, hate, all, hate all three of them. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. I well, hate Draymond the most. At least, Absolutely. At, least, at the least the hatred is consistent. I hate know? Clay the least out of the three. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Draymond's grabbed more NBA dick than a Kardashian, so at this oh point. Oh, my God. Woo! <laughs> Zing! Um, let's go over, let's go over to the Bucks Celtics, man. Dude, the Bucks were four of 33 from deep in game seven. Dude, Jason Tatum is bad. Yikes. And, uh, Giannis, I think he was three assists shy of a triple-double going into half. Yep. And then he ended the game with, like, only seven more points, two more assists, and, like, three more boards. Yep. Like, it, his second half was, he was invisible. Yep. Um, a lack of Chris Middleton in that series really hurt them. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's the reason that they, they, they fell so short, because... Without Chris Middleton, that's Middleton. Middleton's probably hitting four or five more threes in that game, and it's more. Yeah, you know he does. What I mean? he, he does a lot more than you think he does. He does, and occasionally drops a forty-point playoff game too. Yeah, you realize his his effect on the team in his absence. He's definitely the Pippin to Giannis's Jordan on that team. Yeah, in in the sense that Chris Middleton is good enough to carry a team when Giannis is having an off night, like Scotty yeah. would do if MJ was on. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's like when MJ... that's what happened when I was on PTO. This guy's pumping his own tires. He's jerking his own Look at this dick. guy. Nate, I didn't know you were uh, going to beat off in front of us tonight in this recording. Oh. You guys like it. Creamy. It's only gay if you come. It's true. It's only gay if you keep your socks off. Oh, and my God. I've never contact. heard that one. That's a good one. Yeah, it's only gay if you keep your socks off. Oh and make God. eye contact. Yeah, make eye contact. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of X. You can high-five the bros. Just don't look them in the eye. Exactly. So, if you say, um, as long as you say no homo afterwards, you're good. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, let's get back on this. Sadly, sadly, this uh, eliminates our NBA talk. I mean, we'll obviously give a quick update on how the finals and stuff are going. Yeah. But we're not going to really elaborate because yeah. there's no the remaining teams. teams left. Yeah. What are we pulling for? Dallas, because I like because I like Luca. Yeah. See, I'm still I'm still going Miami because I like Tyler Hero. So I have a buddy who's a huge Heat fan, so I'll, I'll pull for them for him. I hope it's Heat Dallas. Yeah. 
I think it will be. Well, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be Heat and uh, Golden State, like I said. I mean, that that that's whatever. I mean, as as long as we have a a true nice guy and then a true villain, yeah, that's really all you can I ask mean, for. I mean, as a Cavs fan, you know that I fucking hate Golden State. Of course, it's been ingrained in you. Steph is a he's a fucking demon. So. Nice well, hey, you know what? They, stupid they fucking just, wife. They, they just came out that Steph doesn't like to receive nudes. He only likes feed pics. So, huh. wait, is that real? I don't know. I don't know if it was real or fake. Listeners, let us know. By the way, speaking of that, remember Twitter at SwallMarketINS, Instagram SwallMarketInsecurities, and our tick, our new TikTok, new new at SmallMKTInsecurities. MKT is in market, so SwallMarketInsecurities there too. Um, you know, let us know. We're posting content every day on the TikTok. Get the Instagram up and running uh, back again as well. And then the Twitter is very active, so let us know what you think about uh, is Steph Curry really in defeat? Is he the Rex Ryan of the NBA? People are talking about it. So let's go over to the NHL postseason Stanley Cup playoffs. We got some great matchups. We got some great matchups, guys. Let's start off with the one that we're watching live right now. The SoFlo Showdown. We got the Florida Panthers. Shout out to Cat since 96. Yeah, our, my guy, our most loyal guy, Phil's guy, our, our fa- guy, our favorite SoFlo listener. Absolutely, they are taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning, the two-time reigning Stanley Cup champions that haven't lost a playoff series since Columbus swept them right out in eighteen nineteen. They're like Russia; they're trying to invade. Uh, they're trying to invade Tampa. Oh my God! Hey, uh, Nate, I know they've met in playoffs before. Do you have that pulled up for us? Yeah, they met. They met last year in the playoffs, mm-hmm. um, and Tampa won that series four games to two. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't really a uh, tremendous showing in that series for Florida. Florida wasn't the team that they are this year, though. No, they're yeah, President's we, Trophy winners this year, yeah, which yeah. does come with a curse. There were yeah. a few. There, it does. There's but... a curse there, um, and they they definitely have some different pieces than they had last year. Guys like a Claude Giroux are definitely incredible I, deadline pickup for Florida. That was yeah. unreal. Um, Phil, help me out here. There were a couple other guys that uh, I, I just can't think of them all. Was Carter Verhage on the team last year? Yes. Okay. Um, Carter Verhage's been there. Yeah. So they went out and got a few guys. Uh, it was more off season last year. They got Reinhardt from Buffalo and they yep. got Bennett from Calgary. Yep. Thank you. Um, Giroux was the big deadline, and the Panthers this year were interesting. So they have twenty nine comeback wins this year, six of them by three plus goals. So they are the comeback kids, if you will. They're the, the only the, the come on your back kids. I'm pretty sure she got come on her back, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what they're hoping to do to Tampa. Florida was the I only. I hope so. I fucking hate Sergeyev and Kucherov. Fuck them. They were the only team in the league this year, the Panthers, that averaged over four goals a game. Well, um, plus we also have uh, goalie Bob on that team, who's a former Jacket. So sure do. We have a soft spot for them. And Bob's playing well, and I think it's because Spe- they have first round pick Spencer Knight backing yeah. him up, and he's breathing down his neck. Yeah. So, I, I think that's elevated Bob's play. He never really had that backup here. Well, it's like in Cleveland, like I said, you need to get somebody in there to make Baker sweat. Exactly. And, you know, last year, Case Keenum was that guy. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what Spencer Knight is doing to Bob now. And we're seeing a better version of Bob in playoffs than we ever have. Yeah. Minus the Tampa series. The so, Tampa series, he was... He was lights out. Yeah. And but then he, then he fell apart. Against Boston, of course. Yeah. And, and that's what playoff Bob has done. But... Um, hopefully, good Bob stays. I love this Panthers team. Um, go over to Beerly Hockey at Beerly Hockey on Twitter. Follow, um, you know, check out the content. Nate and I do a bunch of hockey talk there as well. All hockey, all, all the, the time. Day. So I know I won't. 
So we it's like uh, watching my dad leave the driveway and never coming back again. You guys going off with beer. Never league. coming home, never coming home. <laughs> it's not that, dude. Been eating dry cereal ever since. <laughs> don't think of it like that, buddy. Just think of it as like we've got a second family and you but you know about it. Mom and dad got divorced that, and, and that somehow you, you realize how that's worse, right? Like <laughs> No, it's it's no, it just it, it, it's no, funny, shout out to Beerly. I'm it's just giving fun, you guys shit. It's funny. Oh, of course. Fuck you. <laughs> so you know what else is funny? Beardless Nate. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's something different, I'll tell you that. Well, he has facial hair. He just doesn't have the full beard like he used to. He's got mm-hmm. a little bit longer to shadow. Yeah. yeah. Whatever, you should, man. You it's, should grow that gnarly-ass beard out again like you did. It's it's summer. It's summertime, buddy. It's I summertime. Totally get it's it. a, little too, a little too hot for that right now. Oh, so come I, on. I yeah. totally get it. Um, we're, all go, we're all rocking with the Panthers in the series, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. All right, perfect. Um, no, let's that, was, that was the easiest question y'all ask all night. Yeah, that's what I figured. Um, let's save the Battle, of Al- Battle for Alberta for last. What do we got next, Nate? Uh, after that, you might as well talk about the Carolina Panthers against the New York Rangers. I love the juxtaposition of this matchup. Or the, not the, the Carolina Canes. Panthers. Carolina yeah, Hurricanes. Yeah, yeah. I, I got you. I love the juxtaposition of this matchup because Carolina is that gritty-ass team. They make it hard to work the puck around. They kill penalties. Then you have the Rangers that are the exact opposite of that. Yep. The Rangers are more the free-flowing, open ice. You know, They're willing to get into a shootout with you. Yeah. Um, Carolina was taken to the brink by Boston. The Rangers were taken to the break by the Pens, man. So both kind teams shocking. Both teams played seven. Well, I think if Sydney plays the entire series for Pittsburgh, we may not have gone that far. They lost their heart and soul, and then they threw in Tristan Jari at the end in Pittsburgh. And he they, hadn't and played in a shot, long time. And they shot uh, Crosby up with whatever kind of Russian juice they could. Exactly. So um, I'm rocking with the Hurricanes in this series, and the reason so is I think Rod Brindamore is an incredible coach. He won a cup there as a player. I think it's time he gets them to a Stanley Cup final as their head coach. Um, we've talked ad nauseum on our other hockey podcast about the strategy, the X's and O's. I think the big thing is Carolina's played like shit away from Raleigh, and I think they're going to steal a game in New York. I, I don't think Madison Square Garden is anywhere near as daunting as TD Garden in Boston. No, not nearly. And I just I feel like Carolina's got just a little more experience a little more grittiness to their game that New York doesn't have that you kind of need to have in the playoffs. Like blocking nine shots in the third period of a game where I don't know who, I mean, the Rangers will try to do it, but I don't know they'll, they'll be as effective. Yeah, exactly. They have, they just don't have the, the sacrifice at all kind of guys. A hundred percent. The artist formerly known as the Hartford Whalers. Exactly. And unfortunately for Hartford people, um, let's hop over to the next series. Nate, what do we got? Dead. <laughs> A gong show that is to come in the Colorado Avalanche and the St. Louis Blues. Two teams that are in the same... I'm sorry, the, the, I think it's the Colorado Avalanche? Colorado Avalanche. Some people, some people pronounce it that way. They have a different dialect, so maybe you shouldn't be that racist. Oh, is it uh, <laughs> is it the Jameson talking? Is it the Jameson dialect? Uh, yes. It's the yeah. Irish accent, if you will? It's very it's very distinct to uh, certain bars on Sundays during football season. <laughs> so, so, you're me if I, so you're telling me if I go over to Ireland and I say... Name me an NHL team. They say Copperlava Avalanche. They, they certainly would. A hundred percent. And they, I don't know how the fuck I say it like that. I really I, don't. It's, it's weird. Avalanche. I believe it's only people from County Court. <laughs> Even watching you do it is fucking gross. Fucking goober. Um, goober. St. <laughs> Louis. St. Louis does the same thing Carolina does, man. They make it impossible to work the puck around. Mm-hmm. Colorado's power play is their bread and butter. Kale McCarr may be the best player left in playoffs. The Avs are going to want revenge. The Avs last year swept the first round and then got destroyed in the second round because of the time off. I preseason on our NHL preview show picked the Avs to win the the Cup. 
I think the Avs win the series. Is anybody going to go with the Blues? No. No. They're not going to. I will. I, I even said this. You on, will? I will. Is it because Jordan Bennington's back in net? Yep. Okay. I mean, you know, as a soccer goalie, I got I to gotta back my goalies no matter what sport. That's fair. Woo! You're not back in the Darcy Kemperer? The Anthony Kemperer? Duclair, baby! The, Let's go! The last Emperor? Hey, we got a Florida Panthers goal. There you go. Fucking right, maybe. Phil, that's a guy you and I both said needed to show up and for the for Florida this series. Oh, Connor Verhage couldn't be the only one Shot scoring the goals. Thunder just fucking put one in. That's right. You can't you can't literally just have Connor Verhage scoring every Carter, Carter Verhage scoring every goal. Yeah. Um. All right. So we got Sky with the Blues and we got Nate and I with the Abs. Yeah, that's it. It's no par, it's, it's par oh, for the course. That was a beautiful flick too. It was. That's about that's about par for the course though. Sky being the contrarian over there. Yes. Yeah. This fucking guy. I um, just do it to be an asshole. Let's go over to Ask the one. My girlfriend. <laughs> let's go over to the one that we're going to talk about the most, shall we? The battle for Alberta. Let's hear their uh, playoff history, Nate. Okay, playoff history. They played a few times. Um, the overall record, Calgary or uh, Edmonton has the advantage: eleven or uh, nineteen wins to eleven losses. Okay. Um. So, you know, I I don't know I. I they last, met, is, they last met in 91. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a while. Well, La- I've got faith in Jonathan Ham and Cheese. There you go. Last year, they obviously were in the All-Canadian Division, so they played like 10 times or nine times, whatever it was. Um, the blood is bad. Blood and bad. it's... Uh, that's. I mean, that's arguably the, the most aggressive rivalry in hockey. You could say that. Amongst active teams, you can definitely say yeah. that. Um, they each have... Multiple guys that'll drop the gloves. They each have multiple guys that'll lay an absolute monstrous hit. Gator don't play no shit. Gator yeah. never been about no shit. Yeah, uh, yeah 91. Edmonton won it in seven. So yeah. that's... This one's probably going to go to seven, too. I would give this I would one imagine. going to seven 100%. They yeah. both went to seven in the first round. Edmonton, sadly, against the Kings. That shouldn't have been like that. Calgary, sadly, against the Stars, shouldn't have been like that. Yep. So they both both underperformed, and now one of them is going to make it to the Western Conference Final. Um, Sky, we'll start with you. Who are you rocking with in the series, man? Calgary. You're going Calgary? Yeah. I love Johnny it. Ham and Cheese. Yes, it's Jonathan Ham and Cheese, John, you know. Sorry, Jonathan Ham and Cheese. He's a classy Sky, man. Sky only goes by his legal name. Over McJesus, exactly. over McJesus and Dreisaitl? Yep. Yeah. Uh, sorry about it. That's the way to go. It's. I think the Flames are just too well rounded. Yep. The Oilers don't have a good enough blue line. Well, Jonathan's last second goal, man. I'll tell you what, just ripped their hearts out. The, the game, sure the series then. ending goal. Yeah, just ripped that, their hearts out and stomped that on. That Phil and I stayed up till one fifteen in the morning to see. Yeah, sure like did. Nate and I's exes just ripped it out and stomped it. Like oh, I, don't, I don't have any ex girlfriends that ever did that to me. Because you never had a girlfriend. What do you mean I've never had a girlfriend? Phil's only had boyfriends. Oh. <laughs> this is, this is, he said, oh. This is news Got to him. me. This is news said, to me. All right. I didn't know that. <laughs> Got him. Uh, you know, what, what can you do? But apparently, my girl, apparently my girlfriends were all men. I had no idea the whole time. Shit. Sky's dropping true. bombs on me on the podcast and even though. Um, I'm all gonna, those PTO jokes, you sons of bitches. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Edmonton. And the reason I'm taking Edmonton in the series, I think Calgary's the team more likely to lose their head. I think Edmonton is much more down to earth. I, I can see that. I think a guy like Milan Lucic for Calgary is very prone to taking a very stupid, inopportune penalty. Well, and something they're... like that can be the defining difference in a series of this magnitude and of this high level of passion, hey, both amongst the teams and the fans. Calgary, they, they play based on emotion. 
Yeah. They're a very emotional team, so it, it makes sense that... Well, know, Calgary, let's not let's not sell Zach Cassian or Evander Kane short. Here. Evander Kane's been very tame since he got this this you know borderline trial run that he's been dominating in Edmonton. Zach, well, I'll tell you what, he wasn't dominating his bookie. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Zach Cassian is very prone to it, but I think Lucic and Kachuk are much more prone to wires. Absolutely, crossing. absolutely, I agree. But I'm just saying, don't sell Zach Cassian no, short. He's always liable for a little wire cross. It's it, no, it's a great counterpoint. Um, no, it's fun. We, you know, we're taking whatever you guys taking Calgary, I'm taking Edmonton. We'll see who comes in on top of these, you know, these four. I mean, we, we agree on two, we disagree on, you know, we are split on two. Yeah. So we'll see who ends up being the most right. If you will, I will say this at the end of it, one of my favorite things about, you know, after every round of the playoffs is when you have all these guys that come out with all the injuries that they sustained yeah. and they were playing with. Like, what was it? Matt Dumba had, like, a broken wrist, a punctured lung, broken rib. Like, it's like it's like these guys literally just came out of, like, a like traumatic car accident yeah. after the Excuses series. are the nails in the house of failure, gentlemen. Kucherov is playing with a bad abdominal injury right now. And uh, apparently Sergachev is playing super banged up, too. Like, but these guys are going to fight through it. They're going to pump them full. I, like I every... hope it's fatal for both of them, honestly. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I hope we just watch them drop on the ice. Good thing Tampa fans, outside race fans, don't listen to us, am I right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Speaking of the Tampa Rays, let's talk about a little Major League Baseball talk, boys. And Hit the diamond. Before we go into a little bit of stats, a little bit of opinion, we have to talk about the fact that the Cincinnati Reds <laughs> lost a game. It doesn't count as an official no-hitter because they didn't pitch nine yep. innings. They threw eight no-hit innings and lost on walks and a fielder's choice. Well, to the it was, yeah, it was, it was because the... Um, the Pirates didn't have to bat at the bottom of the ninth. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the that's first... the stipulation that cost them the no-hitter. Exactly. It's the first time since 2008 that's happened to a team. The Dodgers were the last team to do that. They, they're the sixth team in MLB history to ever do that. You are four times as likely to watch a perfect game than you are to see that. Yep. To ever to lose a game on a no-hit. Well, two pitchers have actually thrown no-hitters and yeah. lost. Because it was what? The three, full nine. It was three walks. And, and then a fielder's choice, uh, a ground yeah, out. Yeah, ground they, out. They tried to turn a double play to end the inning, and they couldn't get it. Yeah. It was a slow roller. I mean, you got to go for it at that point, because you're like, shit. Oh, I mean, what do you have you, to lose? You, you, can't, you can't give up the run. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the Red, the Cincinnati Reds, in their magnanimous 9-26 and start to the year, have found a way yeah. to... have found a, a good way time to, to be a Cleveland fan, I'll tell you what. Have found a way to lose a game in just utterly spectacular fashion. It's real, and it's spectacular. <laughs> so... <laughs> We just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, the Pirates fans out there, that has to be bittersweet for them, right? It's like, we didn't have a hit all game, but we still won. It's like, we sucked, but we sucked less, I guess. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, nobody got a base hit, but uh, at least we won the game. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, I have an idea for a uh, for a little uh, fun segment sure. where we can really let Sky have fun. Uh, let's, let's, do a, let's start a big market make fun of the week. Oh, I will light somebody up. Yeah. Is there a big market? That I got one. I got one in mind for you right now. Talk about a fall from grace. The Washington Nationals, twelve and twenty-five right now. He's They're, one pathetic loser. They have a three twenty-four win percentage. They're eleven and a half games back of the New York Mets right now. This so is this was a poopy flavored lollipop. This is a team that won the World Series in 2019. 2019. Yep. So we are three years removed from their World Well, a lot series. of that was their pitching game. It yeah, was. Yeah, they don't have, they don't have Scherzer Nick. anymore, yeah. yeah. It was what, Scherzer, Strasburg, and then I forget who they Bryce Harper's no longer there. Yeah, Harper's gone. Uh, third baseman, he's with the Angels. I can't, uh, Anthony Rendon. Yeah, yeah, Rendon. 
Rendon's mm-hmm. gone. Trey Turner's gone. Yeah. They gutted that. I mean, Juan Soto's going to make stupid money when they finally pay him. But, yeah, they, they I mean, they gutted that team. So. Ryan Zimmerman retired. They did what they did to the Reds. Yeah. Oh, God. So this guy let them have it. What do we like? Yeah. These these fucking losers. They can't keep. They can't keep anybody in the nation's capital. <sighs> Dude, it, well, it's a lot like it's a lot like the fucking Cleveland uh, the guards. Like they they just they don't want to fucking pay people, so they're like, all right, cool, yeah, like see ya, and blow like, the team up. And it's sounds like, like it also sounds like the Commanders, the Commies, yeah, yeah. the Wizards. They haven't <laughs> won anything. The Washington Stalins. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The Washington Wizards have never won shit. Yeah, the Wizards are a poop franchise. The only team worth a damn in that city is the Capitals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're the only ones that win anything. And, you know, and they, well, they're the ones that only, the only ones that get to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, even they, when they were the Bullets in the basketball team, they, they still weren't good. Yeah, they've never been good. Yeah, never. And it, it, it's wild to me that you, like, you put fucking a, a sports market in our nation's capital, and you can't attract players. No matter what the sport is, you can't bring them in. It's a shit area down there. And I mean, yeah, it's fucking. There was a time when their football team was good too, when they when they were the R words, but um, the R words. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Hey, we can't say that word anymore. You know, it's not PC. Uh, yeah, yeah. When they were the R words, we uh, or they were, you know, they had it. Well, I mean, is commies really that much better than skins? Mm. No. Not really. I don't think it's far off. I think Commanders are just, it's more of just like a horrible fucking name. Not great. And did you see the uniforms? Yeah, they're not great either. Uh, uh, fucking gross. Are we demanding a Terry McLaurin trade? Uh, I would. If, if I were Terry, I would want to trade for sure. Dude, I, I'll tell you. I know, I, I, Phil, I, I know you stay talk- there if I'm him. Like, like, I need a hole in the head. I know like, you've talked about it, Phil, but I would love to see Terry McLaurin hit Indianapolis. That would be just... So perfectly. I mean, we'll take him in Cleveland. No. No. We need the help. You got your help. You drafted help. <clears throat> we always need more help. Anyway. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, big market roast of the week is fun. I like it. Okay. Let's um, get back to some baseball. So, one guy I really want to talk about. He's leading all of baseball in war right now. Plays I like his, war. He plays at San Diego. Americans love war. <laughs> Two-time World War champs. Back to back, baby. Oh, it is good. Reminds me of the... Absolutely uh, nothing. It's like when the England men's national team plays Germany, they always chant, two world wars in one World Cup, England, England. (laughs) Uh, It's great. Um, But yeah, Manny Machado has a 2.8 war already this year. Yeah, he's lighting the world on fire. Early odds on NL MVP favorite. Some men watch the world burn. And Manny Machado wants to watch pitchers cry on the mound. Yes. He's going to cry in the car. <laughs> yeah. And the thing about Machado that I really like is San Diego is such a likable market. Like, that team is so likable. Tatis Jr. is so fun. He'll be back soon. And then you got guys like Hosmer. And you got, you know, you got guys like Jake Cronenworth. Like, the, you know, and then their pitching staff, too. Like you, Cronenberg, Morty. You Darvish and Joe Musgrove. Like, it's just such a likable staff. Yeah. I sure do love you Darvish, though. I've always liked you Darvish. I Yeah, me too. Especially when he was in Texas. And he came, like, what? Like, one out away from a perfect game and gave up the base hit and just and just smiled. Yep. Like, so so professional. Like, he's man, like, I was that okay. close. Yeah, he's like, I was real close. Sorry. Sorry about it, guys. Yeah. So, one of the shout-out Manny Machado for absolutely tearing the cover off the ball to start the year, for yeah. sure. Um, another guy's having a great year. Shout him out too. Tommy Edmond in St. Louis. As much mm-hmm. as this pains me, because he one he kills the Reds. 
Bucks, St. Louis. And two, I hate the Cardinals. But uh, Tommy Edmond has a 2.4 war, but he leads baseball in defensive war with a full game. Playing Jesus. second base. Yeah, at second base. He's a freak. Jesus. Yep. So, shout out to Tommy Edmond as well. Nate, what How do you got for us? How his face? Not as punchable as Harrison Bader. That's the That's most punchable face at. in baseball. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. Not, a face that only a father could punch and a mother could love. Phil, Jesus Christ. Phil is triggered. Yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, well, let's, you know, you got on the topic of war. Let's take a look at some war for pitchers. Uh, you know, Merrill Kelly right now for Arizona is sitting in second in the league at 1.8. My boy, Paul Blackburn with the Oakland A's also sitting there at 1.8. Um... Then you got another Arizona pitcher and Zach Gallen sitting there at 1.7. Your boy, Phil Corbin Burns at 1.7. And also your boy, Phil Miles Meekless at 1.7. Miles Meekless will never be my boy. I will say, (laughs) I was watching uh, the Reds were playing the Brewers on YouTube, like regular YouTube, uh, like last week. And they did a Corbin Burns interview. Yeah. And they were asking him all these questions, and he was just giving the best answers in response. Like, first of all, any guy that rocks, he's a brother in locks. He has long hair. I respect the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. They were asking him, like, which which hitter do you did, do you like facing the least? And he said, Buster Posey. I could never get the guy out. And they went, oh, going with the guy that's retired now. What a political answer. Like, of course he's not going to say an active player. Piece of shit. No, I love that answer. It's great. Like, pick a guy that you'll never face again because nobody will ever think, like, oh, what does that guy do? Yeah. That I can, I can try to copy right now. Yeah. That film doesn't exist, so I thought it was a brilliant answer by Corbin Burns. Yeah, I guess so. And I could see him winning the NL Cy Young again this year. You know who else I, I got a shout out? I don't know. I don't know where we landed on this team as a small market, but the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, they're small market. And Michael Kopik. Yeah. Having himself a fucking year. He's sitting there with 1.6 WAR. He also happens to have a 1.54 ERA right now. It's a good Ernie. Which is unreal. Like, your boy, Miles Meekless, also there. He's there at 1.49 ERA. Uh, Kopik at 1.54. My guy, Paul Blackburn, at 1.67. Uh, what is, or what's his nuts? Merrill Where? Kelly at 1.71. Where's Bieber sitting? Uh, I'm going to have to expand some his, his fastball velocity has been down this year. Uh, well, that's why I'm asking. Speaking of which, the Reds and Guardians are playing right now. They are. As we're recording. I'm sure yeah. the Guardians will win. Also, yeah. shout out to my boy Obi Kwan Kenobi. Oh, Stephen Kwan. Yeah, stud. Dude, oh, also he's an animal. Also, a fun, uh, fun little stat that I found Stunt here on these hoes. Fun little stat I found here that I think might be fun to talk about: win probability added. By yeah, the WPA is a good stat. Yeah. Uh, how about number one right now being Josh Hader in Milwaukee? Dude, he, at, he at dominates one point, at one point yeah, eight. See that. He's he's number one. And then Zach Gallen is fourth with 1.5. Corbin Burns, 1.4. What's his name? Merrill Kelly at 1.3. And how about this one, guys? David Bednar at 1.3 as well. There you go. And Pittsburgh. And then my guy Paul Blackburn at 1.2. There you go. Paul Blackburn's killing it this year. It's it's only a matter of time before he's gone. He won't be in an A's uniform by the end of the season. That's how they do it. The The pain of being a small market fan. Before we go into standings, I want to shout out J. Ram, Jose Ramirez, leading the league with 33 ribbies. My guy. There you go. Packing hammers and hitting hammers. Yep. Love it. Fuck yeah. Um, I'll do the NL. You run on the AL? I got you. Go All right. Yeah, I'll go first. Go ahead. Um, let's do the, obviously we don't do the NL East. Fuck you guys. Uh, NL Central. Milwaukee uh, leading the league, 23 and 13. 
St. Louis, three games back, 19 and 15. You got Pittsburgh at 15 and 20. Fuck the Cucks. And then you got the Reds at 9 and 26. The Reds are measly 13 and a half games back. Not a big deal. Pussies. And then we'll go out to the West where the Padres are a half game back of the Dodgers right now, 22 and 13. And then uh, Arizona, 18 and 18. They're five games back. And then the Rockies are 17 and 18. The Rockies are the only team in the NL West with a losing record, and there's one game under. Yeah. The NL West is frighteningly good. Yeah. Which, I mean, the Dodgers obviously spend an egregious amount, and the Padres are loaded. That that being said, though. That hot romp will get you. That being said, though, it's kind of it's kind of awesome that everybody in the West is, like, right at 500. Yeah. Like, it's I think it's going to be a tight race. It's, it's going to make the wild like, card race fun, too. If you're looking at NFL, like, standards, it's like the AFC versus the, the NFC. The right NFC now, is very yeah. Heavy. The AFC is very balanced. And it's, uh, you know, and, like, not every other division can say that. But, Nate, I'll throw it over to you, and then I'm going to pose a question for you guys. Um, we can get a little baseball discussion going. Yeah. All right. So, uh, well, the ALE, so all that's there to talk about is the fact that the Baltimore Orioles are trying to compete with the Reds for the worst record in the MLB, but they're just not getting there. What about, got, what about the Reds, bro? Reds got to beat. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the Reds. Sorry. They are sitting in second place, five and a half. Do we have a no, yeah. that's, no, that's a recall. Oh, that's that's a recall. Okay. Yeah, um, the Rays are sitting uh, five and a half games back of the New York Yankees. Um, you know, they. What do you guys think? I mean, do you think they might be able to make a little run before the wild or before the um, All Star break? They're good enough to, but the Yankees are on fire. They're twenty six and nine. Yeah. Um, but right now, when you look at playoff scenarios, right now they have Rays against the Jays, which would be fun. Ray J. I hate and, that guy. And then you have the Guardians against the Angels. Is the is their projected based on algorithms, um, a wild card round now, which is like it, they expanded to an extra team this year. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. I um, can see that. But yeah, so it's, it's interesting it's, little tidbit there. Interesting. And then uh, over to the AL Central, a small market darling of a division. You got uh, Minnesota, obviously in first place at twenty one to fifteen. The fighting Byron Buxton's baby. That's right. The Chicago White Sox are two and a half games back. They are 18-17. Cleveland, three and a half games back at 16-17, and 17, but they're playing a game right now. Hopefully they can pull that We're one out. Sweep. Hit 500. No doubt. Then uh, Detroit. 17-6 or 17-8 last time? Yeah. yeah. Be then rounding out the bottom, you got Detroit eight games back, and then Kansas City also eight games back. So, uh... Not looking great for those two, but, you know, maybe you can just try to stay, or at least try to get close to a 500 record. Who knows? You never know. You never know what you want with, to do. With six teams making the postseason, anything can happen. Exactly. In the AL West, Houston obviously leading it off at 23-13. LA sitting right there, though, 24-14. and 14. So, obviously have two games in hand. We need more small market representation out there. Yeah, definitely do. And then, uh... Sorry. Seattle, third place, 16 and 20, seven games back. And my beloved A's, 15 and 23, nine games back. So, this is one question I posed to you guys. Pose it. I, well, I have two Pose now. It. I want you each to pick an NL and an AL team based on what we just talked about that'll make a run to a, like, they'll be in a wild card spot that isn't currently sitting in one. Based on the playoff scenarios I just gave you, don't use those teams. It's got to be someone who's. Not in contention right now that you think can make a run. I know I'm going to tell you it's definitely not the Reds. No offense. No offense taken. Uh, I mean, 
I'm gonna let you. I, I gotta ponder over this. If if I'm gonna say if I'm gonna say probably in the NL, I'll tell you. I'm going Arizona. I think Arizona's good enough to make a run. They're getting the. If, if, I could see Arizona. Arizona is the one that I think if they could put together, they could win 12 of 15 at some point throughout the year. Yeah. They'll be in contention for that last wild card spot. Yeah, I could see Arizona. I think I might be going with you on that one. That's fair. I could see Arizona. Love, love Kettle Marte out there too, man. He's so mm-hmm. fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? Just to be different and out there though, you know, if if Pittsburgh can kind of keep riding something, maybe they invest. The no-name Pittsburgh Pirates oh, are, an I- are an interesting one because they yeah. definitely signed their all-star <laughs> Brian Reynolds to a contract that makes him super tradable. Yeah. But also yeah. gives the fans two more years of him. Well, you know what's funny is, like, before you were talking about Arizona, I, I in my mind, I'm like, yeah. If they're, if they're in a position, if they're in a position at the All-Star break, I could damn well see I, them I making see some that. moves. I think I'm still going to lean the fill on this one on, on, on Arizona, but yeah. Pittsburgh is, it, that crossed my mind as well. I'll never go with Colorado because I don't trust their pitching. No. Away, their away from home poop. or at home. It's too much of a gong show to pitch there. Yeah. So I'll never go with them. Um, AL? Man. I'm going to go with Seattle. I like Seattle's lineup top to bottom. I think if they can maybe get one or two more pitching pieces around the deadline, that could be a team that sneaks in. They could go reel off eight straight wins, maybe like a you know 10 to 12 kind of deal. That could be a team with that offense that I think could potentially sneak in 85 and 77, and they snagged that last wild card spot. Possibly. I'm not overly optimistic. I just think that's one that could do it. So you're telling me there's a chance? Are we all in agreement with Seattle? It's kind of the yeah. The the only, I guess yeah. the only other teams that the only other I was looking at te- at the Rangers. I know they're not small market, but I just don't see them being there. Cleveland. I, I yeah. Cleveland. Cleveland's already projected to make a wild card. Exactly. Yeah. They're only they're only off the top one, of my head probably just Cleveland. They're only one and a half games back Shocking. of a wild card spot right yeah. now. Yeah. Shocking. Know, I'm, I'm trying to look at you know like Homer, Boston. Boston's four and a half games back, but I just don't Boston. Know. Boston's butt cheeks. Yeah, they're not good this year. Fuck, uh, fuck you, Chris Lore. Detroit six. Detroit six Fucking games out. Back. Detroit six games out. I think you're already too far. Detroit and Kansas City are, are done. Oakland's not gonna. Oakland's five games out, but I don't think that's. I don't think they're gonna be able to do that. They're gonna trade away pieces. So yeah. Yeah. Seattle's a logical choice out of the AL, I guess. Yeah. Also, did you hear the story about the 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 family of feral cats that lives yes. in the stadium? Yes. And the possum that they had to get pull out of two a. Did you guys see the Arkansas baseball game last weekend? Razorbacks, dude. There was a raccoon running around the, the grandstand, and this dude just picked it up and caught it and was just holding it like (laughs) like a trophy. (laughs) That's fucking awesome. If you can encapsulate the state of Arkansas outside of Arkadelphia, yes. Outside of Ark Ark Arkadelphia. It would be some random dude with a skull ring in his back pocket catching a raccoon and holding it he's up like a goddamn like trophy. Like he's a bouncer throwing a drunk dude out of a bar. That's pretty much what it yeah. looked like. Back belt loop, back of the collar, see ya. See ya. That's basically <laughs> what he, he yeeted that raccoon. So, I mean, it, that was that was a hysterical photo. Dude, I, I'm sorry, but I, I'm giving you guys minus 500 odds on the fact that he will... On, on, he will have that hat or that made into a hat by football season. 
What? We have to follow up on the story. That raccoon. He caught it. They're gonna they're gonna euthanize him, and he's gonna get into a coonskin hat. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. As he should. Yeah. He's gonna wear a duck hunting. Sorry. He he had better. My talk not good there for a minute. Good. No. I don't know if we can say that. (laughs) Yeah, Brian cut that that one. (laughs) Brian cut that one actually. Was a tad bit aggressive. (laughs) All right. Uh, No. Because. No say breaks yet. Because we're now coming up on the final baseball question that we need to get opinions on. Hunter Green walked a bunch of guys in that, you know, that led to the Pirates scoring a run without getting a hit. So that poses the question, and Sky, we'll start with you. Do you ever pull a pitcher with a no-hitter? Nope. You never do? No. You let him pitch till his arm falls off? Yep. Okay. Until he gets Tommy John. Okay. Um, what if he was a young guy like Hunter Green, 22 years old, and you're really monitoring and he's coming off Tommy John surgery? Nope. Okay. Really? Ruthless. Just go to you give up the hit or give up enough, what, walk enough guys consecutively? Until the wheels fall off. Interesting. Okay. Nate, how do you feel? Um, I'm going to need the question reposed to me. I'm sorry. Would you ever pull a pitcher with a no-hitter? Because to me, there's a lot of variables that go into this, which I'll dive into, but I want to know what you guys... If he's still dealing, no. Okay. Yeah, if he's if, if he still looks good, then no. But if he starts getting into a hairy situation, then yeah, I'm sorry. It's time to go, buddy. My thing with the situation... My thing is, if you can afford a base to get loaded, not all of them, but one, if you can afford somebody, you know, a walk-on first, like shit like that, let him try and figure it out. Sure. But if it's, if it's you know... Two bases, three bases loaded, pull him. The Reds going into that game were 9-25. I say let him go. Yeah. I don't care if he walks in that run. I really don't give a shit. Yeah. The team's terrible. They're not going anywhere. Exactly. If it's late September and you're making a playoff push and your pitcher's out of gas, he's at 125 pitches but no hits through seven innings, I'm going to the bullpen. That sucks. That sucks, but, you know, let's just say you're up one nothing. Yeah. The win is exponentially more important than him. Yeah, well, pitch, so count, pitch, count, pitch count plays a huge factor. I'll in go it, with so. you on that one because if it's a, if it's a tight game, sure. But if you're up by three runs, I'm going to let him. Three runs, I'm probably still pulling it. I'm going to let him have one, one or two walks, and then I pull him. I would say five plus for me to feel comfortable. Um, that's just my opinion. I do agree, especially if it's like. Later in the season, your team has gone off. Let's let the guy go. Give the fans something to look yeah. forward to. Um, it, well, it, it, it also depends on the age of the pitcher. Hunter, Green, Hunter Green's for. young. Yeah. Well, he's, what, 22, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Let him deal. Well, I, I guess I was more meaning like Wade, it, Mi- like Wade Miley threw one for the Reds last year. Granted, yeah, it was against the Indians. But he threw one last year. Wade Miley's 30-plus years old. We know what he's going to do. Well, my thing also, it, it also... It, it revolves around how good is the team. Like, do you really have a shot at at, at October? Like, exactly. Because if you don't, fuck it. I'm gonna let him run like the Reds, dude. Like, I'm let him let him specifically get... in this case. I'm letting him go all <laughs> nine innings. The team ain't doing shit, so I'll let you do something personal. Yeah, now. exactly. Like, I'll let you pad your stats. Like, I'll let you go full Russell Westbrook. Fuck it. Yeah. You know, but like, if it's you know, what is it, the '92 or '97 Diamondbacks? Oh, one Diamondbacks. Or one, the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one. Yeah. I'm pulling you. If, if, yeah. if shit gets sketchy, I'm pulling you. Yeah. yeah. But if it's the 2022 Reds, fuck it, dude. Deal. Do what you do. Yeah. I'm, letting, I'm letting you go. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. It depends on... And you bring up a good point. It depends on what's at stake. 
Yeah. If well, you've got a real shot at, at some hardware, then you got to be a little bit tighter with that. But if, if you have no fucking shot and you're on pace to be statistically possibly the worst team in MLB history, let the guy pitch. He's fucking 22. He's a rookie. Let him let him pitch. I Yeah, that's the beauty of baseball, though, to me, is baseball has so many different scenarios. Like, yeah. it's, it's an absolute thinking man's game. It's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. It's true. You never Why know. That's not British. Mama said they's my magic shows. Mama said they take me anywhere. You sound British? You sound British. No, right? you sound like Forrest Gump, you fucking idiot. No, you do not. I kind of sorry, think, I didn't mean that. I kind of think it sounds like Forrest Gump. Thanks, Phil. Um, I don't know. I sound. I heard some British accent in there. You uh, sound like you're from London. <laughs> oh, well, it's, it's not very hard. It's a, it's a different thing. Do any of our listeners want to keep track of a movie reference tally for us? Because <laughs> that would be absolutely egregious. Dude, episode two of Bohemian, Nate was like, dude, I'm pretty sure we speak in like 80% like movie quotes. And I was like, I would argue 92. That's you think of what I'm thinking? Aim for the bushes. <laughs> Aim for the bushes. There goes my Splatter. hero. <laughs> it wasn't even an awning. <laughs> I just watched that movie like two days ago. Dude, I, because we were listening to quotes yeah. while watching YouTube videos. Right. Who's baby that? All right, boys. Jimmy's bitches better be using Jimmy's. We need to talk about the NFL schedules. We're going to break this down one one division per episode, right? We're going to start off with the NFC West. We're going to save the bigger divisions when there's less playoffs on. Um, so, so you know, we're going to start with the Seahawks. I got their schedule pulled up. We're going to do entire NFC-AFC previews, so I don't really want wins-losses. It's more of just a gathering based on the team and the schedule, how we're feeling in general for them going into training camp. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. Come in number four. Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody's arguing that, but yeah. we'll we'll get into that later. Um, they funny, funny enough, they start off the year against Russ and the Broncos on Monday Night Football. Oh, the irony. Um, week two, they go right into the divisional. They got San Francisco, Trey Lance, Jimmy G, probably Trey Lance. Probably, but once again, you know, we'll do a preview show. We're just kind of gathering. Um, then they got the Falcons. Then they got the Lions. That's nice. Um, the Saints, the Cards. Wait a second. Um, am, are we looking at the same schedules here, Bob? Uh, yeah. Because this year, 9-11 is on a Sunday, and it says Monday, 9-12. And who did you say week one? The Broncos. Russell on the Broncos. <laughs> Nate was on the Cardinals. Classic. Um, no, so then the Seahawks will then go to, they got the Chargers away week seven. Then yeah. the G-Men, the Cardinals again. On my 31st birthday, they'll be traveling to take on Tampa Bay. Then they got a bye week. Then they got Vegas, the Rams, the Panthers, the Niners. Then week 16, they go to the Chiefs. That's a nice end of the season. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, the Jets, and then they end it with the Rams again. Um, Grab your ankles and lube up. Yeah, I don't think anybody's expecting much, but I guess the only question I pose now to you guys is running through the schedule real quick and then kind of talking about how this goes. Um, it looks like Drew Locke's going to be the quarterback. Um, I know. Uh, oh, boy, I didn't – hold on. Sorry to interrupt. I didn't realize Braden Point was out for Tampa this I, tonight. I literally said that during the rundown. Well, buddy, guess what? Nate's all over the place right now. Nate doesn't listen to Phil. You know what? That's evident. You guys don't listen to Dad. You're grounded. Um, That's my secret. You're not my real dad. You can't tell me what to the do. The only question I want to throw out there now, and we'll touch, we'll harp on it a little more during the preview talk, but is this Pete Carroll's last year? Yes. Because why the hell would he stay for this? Yeah. No, he's gone after this. I think that I said they have five wins, and he's gone. Yeah. You think so, Nate? Yeah, 100%. He's, yeah. he's, he's out. 
That's fair. I would argue that he's already got his bags packed. Yeah, I mean, I it's yeah. Uh, I didn't hate their draft, but man, I didn't love it though. I didn't either. Um, let's do the Cardinals, then we'll do one quick listener question, and then we'll do a little golf talk. How does that sound, boys? Sounds good. Works for me. Perfect. All right, Arizona Cardinals, a, te- a team that made the postseason last year, but. Was god awful. Yeah. I'll, I'll take this rundown. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. How about it? I'll take this. Yeah, one. you go. The Crisco Toddler. Yeah, Crisco Toddler. Week one, Kansas City Chiefs at home. Nice way to start off the season. There you mm. go. Yuck. Uh, then you go to the Vegas Raiders. Week two, week three, you got the Rams at home. Week four, you're at the Panthers. Week five, you are home against the Eagles. Week six, at the Seahawks. Week seven, you get the Saints at home. Week eight, you get the Vi- you're at the Vikings. Week nine, you have the Seahawks at home. Ten, you are at the Los Angeles Rams. Week eleven, San Francisco 49ers. Week twelve, Los Angeles Chargers. Week thirteen, bye. That's a late bye. I don't. I hate how they do that. I know. Like that's ridiculous. Week fourteen, you got the New England Patriots at home. Week fifteen, you're at the Broncos. Week sixteen, you have the Buccaneers at home. Week seventeen, you're at the Falcons. Week eighteen, you finish out at the Niners. Okay, I mean, uh, there's a lot of ways they can get, especially with D Hop being out six games. Maybe nine wins. Maybe, but once again, D Hop out for six games. Seven. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's entirely reasonable. I do love the the Texas Tech rematch on week one. You got Pat Mahomes against his against his coach, yeah, Cliff. That'll be fun. That'll be interesting. Uh, Hollywood Browns there now. Oh, I oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's such. That was. I'll tell you what. That was a nice little pickup out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of like the Ravens end of that deal because they ended up getting Kyle Hamilton at 32. Yeah. That's, that's going to be the steal of the first round, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That is a great pickup, but still, I mean, with D-Hop out, that is a nice piece to have with A.J. Green. That's fair. Yeah, A.J.'s back, and then when they get D-Hop back, that'll be lethal. That'll be really scary. Yeah. And you still have, uh, you still have, um... Don't you have Ertz still there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll, I mean, they'll have to tread some water in the first six games offensively and just, you know, maybe yeah. gr- grind out a few. But Oh, and they also, they took, um, didn't they also take the uh, Trey McBride? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, to Colorado State. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a nice pickup, too. So they sure go. did. They sure did. So, like I said, we're going to do a few of these until we get to uh, the previews and just kind of, you know, give, <laughs> give a little football talk in here. But before we do the listener question, because I think that would be a fun one to end on, let's do yeah. a little golf talk. We've got a big... Big event this week, Nate. Let's hear about it. PGA Championship. Being held at Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Fun fact. This is a course that has hosted the most PGA Championships. It's hosted five. It's the hostess with the mostest. That's right. Well, yeah, Tulsa backwards is a slut. A slut. Nice. There we go, baby. It was made. Hell yeah. Uh, So, obviously, the big storyline heading into this, well, one of two. Tigers playing. Phil's not. Phil withdrew. My fellow lefty. Phil pulled out. R.I.P. He's taking this extended absence from from pro golf. At least one Phil could pull out. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's you. Oh my god! You're the one that pulls out. I, I have no kids. Uh, but you know, it's just <laughs> it begs the uh, it begs the question: Is Phil gonna go play in this? You know, Saudi tour. 
The LIV tour. After all the shit he talked, I don't know. Does he does he have to play for Manchester City first? I don't to go know, to the Saudi oh tour? Oh my god. Phil, can you can you leave your shit out of my Phil, shit? Phil Phil wants that oil money. He certainly does. God, keep your shit out of my shit. Um uh, anywho. You just threw him off. This yeah, a, yeah. A, god damn it. Oh Phil. my god, one time How I dare you. But this is a this is a porta potty. We shit on each other's shit. Come on. Oh, I'm just I'm just I'm just instigating. Classic. Yeah. All right, well, I have one for you. Scotty Scheffler is looking to become the first guy to have five wins before June on the tour since Tom Watson in 1980. Ooh. Yeah, that's fun fact for you. It's a fun fact. Yeah. Um, so, first of all, actually, this is the, uh, the reason I like this tournament. This is one tournament where it's open for all PGA professionals, mm-hmm. and this includes your local... PGA professionals that are at country clubs that give golf lessons at your local courses. Yep. Um, so they're and the PGA. I like what they're doing with it this year. Well, CBUS gets a lot of representation in that. They do. Columbus, Ohio. You know, Columbus, Ohio. Even the state of Ohio in general. We've had yep. a lot from Cleveland, Cincinnati, Dayton. There's a lot of great golf courses that are in the state of Ohio. A lot of rich kids. But I like what the must uh, be nice. <laughs> it must be nice. That's must true. be nice. It must be yes. <laughs> Uh, but I like what the PGA is doing this year. They're really getting behind these guys and kind of promoting them. They're calling them the team of 20. So basically, you're going to, you know, they're going to highlight some of these guys. So uh, just thought uh, I'd take a real quick run through, you know, give you guys the names, where they're from, and, you know, how many PGA championships these guys have played in. Is that cool with you? Yeah, let's hear it. Why not? <clears throat> Number one, Alex Beach. It's from Phoenix, Arizona, playing in his fifth PGA Championship. If his handle isn't Life's a Beach on something, I'm I'm fucking done. <laughs> Brandon Bingaman from Phoenix, Arizona, as well. <clears throat> Brandon first... Bangaman. Bangaman. I. You know what? You guys can have fun with this one. Bangaman. P- first PGA Championship. Jesse or uh, Michael Bach, playing in his fourth PGA Championship. That one writes itself. Yeah, that one's easy. Yeah, Michael Mike Bach, Cock. playing in his fourth. Uh, Matt Borchert playing in his fourth PGA Championship. I got nothing. <laughs> you know what? It might be fun just to turn the just to turn the, the computer so you guys can see these. It's a lot of accountants. It is yeah, a lot for of, real. It is a lot of accountants and guys that are. Uh, That's my actuary. And guys that are on Wall Street. Absolutely. That guy works at a hedge fund. Tyler Collett playing in his second PGA Championship. Does he ever call a shot? What? I got it. Thank you. Paul Dickinson playing in his first PGA Championship. Well, no. I mean, how do you get that last name, Dickinson? Dickinson. Ask my dad. He would know. Oh. (laughs) Allie. Tim Feenstra playing in his first PGA Championship. He's fainting for a dub. I guess, yeah. Yep. Austin Hurt playing in his first PGA Championship. That's an unfortunate one. His picture just looks like he's hurt. Yeah, that guy definitely he walks. Looks more than that. He walks like he has a stick up his ass. You can tell. Dad. <laughs> Colin Inglis playing in his first PGA Championship. Can't learn English. Inglis. Nick Ishi Ishi playing in his first. Jared Jones, boy, that guy. That guy has a one in a thousand. Man. That guy definitely sells you insurance. Oh yeah. Yeah. He is farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Sean McCarty playing in his second. Sean McFarty. That guy, that guy definitely runs like a funeral home. Yeah, I think that's feasible. 
Yeah. Or works in a nursing home because he looks like one of my directors over there. Kyle Mendoza. That guy. That guy looks like a PGA pro. That like, guy's he, hitting below the Mendoza line with the ladies. Kyle Mendoza. Oh. Jeweler. Playing in the 2022 PGA Professional Championship, champion. I guess he was. I guess he was the winner of the uh, you know PGA Professionals tournament to get into this. Well, that is good for him. Yeah, yep. Good for him. Dylan Newman. Boy, that guy, Newman. Newman. That guy looks like somebody you need to say that to. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Zach Oakley. Zach Brokley. Bro, look at that. That guy had nine kids before thirty. Forehead for days. Dude, he dude. looks like Mark Zuckerberg. Go ahead, Scott. Casey. Hell yeah. Nice. That guy's, on that, a guy. se- that guy's on the sex offender watch. That dude gets so much fucking puss. Are you kidding me? <laughs> if that guy ever dies, it's because he drowned in pussy. Sky, what, you tell me what this guy has the wrong haircut for his head shape, doesn't he? Ryan Vermeer. Um, I hope he Vermeer's off the road and <laughs> ends up in a fatal car accident with that oh my Jesus God. Christ. You do that use that one twice today, buddy. Sean I got a thing for fatal car accidents. Yeah. Sean Warren. Boy, just uh oh. Yeah. That guy looks like a high school wrestling coach. Yeah, absolutely. That's where I was going with that, too. That or a basketball coach. He's got ringworm, bro. Yep. And <laughs> He's got ringworm. And your your Columbus, Ohio representation in this year's PGA Championship, Wyatt Worthington II. That's that guy, a prestigious name. That guy runs a hedge fund. Yeah. No, absolutely. That, guy, that guy's got a dick down to his fucking ankles. Move over, Bobby Axelrod. Good for him. Wyatt Worthington II's coming. I, I fully support him. The alliteration, which you guys absolutely love in golf, you know, all the good, all the really good golfers are alliterated, man. Scotty Scheffler. Obliterated? Like Phil Mickelson? Obliterated? Like John Daly? Oh, even better. Yeah. My guy. Who is playing in this event? He is, is he really? Yes, he is. He is. The oh, f- it's the return of the Mac. Fuck yeah, dude. Yep. John Daly, he's playing. He's a 7 a.m. tea time. First tea time off tomorrow morning. Well, that's nice. He doesn't have to go to bed. Or, uh, wait, tomorrow's Wednesday, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. Well, so, tomorrow when you're listening. Yeah. Tomorrow when you're listening to this, uh, it'll, he'll be taking off 7 a.m. And then uh, just I was kind of going to go through some of these. You have a Big Mac and a fucking dart in each hand. Ooh. I'm What's the gonna- course record? Thanks. What's the course? What's the course record? And who said it? Yeah, I'm gonna go break it. Thanks. Or, no, Daly. sorry. Where's the first tee? And what's the course record? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Iconic John Daly quotes. Absolutely. I fucking love Sponsored John by Hooters. Uh, yeah. And was, his son too. I was gonna go through. I was just gonna kind of run through some uh, nice little pairings we got out here. The first one, I love this. Tyrrell Hatton, the uh, hot-headed Englishman, playing alongside Bryson DeChambeau. Is it, is it just me? I fucking or, hate Bryson. Is it just me or is hot-headed Englishman kind of like an oxymoron? Like, you can just, it's just assumed. Well, yeah. That, yeah, but just even more hot-headed. So, like, double it up. Oh, okay. So, like, he's yeah. murdered small children. Hey, by the way, Sky, since you're uh, on the outside, could you uh, grab me another brewski? Oh, I'm beer bitch now. He's the, he's the Jack the Ripper of the ball into the woods. I'm the intern. And, and break a club. <laughs> Sky the intern. Fuck um, you. <laughs> first of all, a, a a marquee group for tomorrow or for Thursday. Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow. Friday. Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, and Tiger Woods all playing in the same group. I'd love to be a fly on anybody's golf bag listening to the conversation with those three guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Easily. Those three guys. That would be an amazing, amazing group. Spieth's like I used to win when I had hair. <laughs> Tiger's like I used to win when I was fucking whores. <laughs> I can tell you right. I can tell you right now exactly who. If you you know watch any of the feeds out there, I can tell you exactly who the next. Why does that beer smell like ham and cheese when you cracked it? Because Jonathan had it. That's right, my guy. Uh, 
I can tell you the exactly the other feature group that's going to be alongside that on any stream, and it's going to be this awful group of Patrick Reed, Ugh. Justin Rose, Ugh. and Bubba Watson. Oh, cringe. That's going to be. That's just. A, that's not going to be a fun. That's going to be three guys that are going to miss a cut. Let's I play. Let's play a game. Out. It's called How Long Does It Take Bubba to Cry? Not long. Mudball. Mudball. Yep, that's his favorite. That's his favorite cry. For those of you who don't know, Bubba just whines and complains about everything. He actually lost a tournament and blamed it He's on He's the Apple. Rachel of the PGA Tour. Jesus. He lost For a friends, yeah, exactly. Lost Sorry. a tournament, blamed yeah, it on blood of the ball. <laughs> lost a tournament, blamed it on his allergies. He's uh, he's just full of excuses. Uh, how about the big Irishman in the afternoon, Shane Lowry, playing alongside Brooks Kepka? Anything Brooks does, I'm in. Our guy. And Adam Scott. Anything Brooks does, I'm in. Wait, the actor? Yeah. Holy shit! Good Parks and Rec. Yep, exactly. Hell yeah! Oh, except this one's Australian. Sorry. Oh, fuck him then. Yep. Uh, Shrimp oh, on the Bobby. Shout right. out to my buddy Jesse Byrne that lives in Australia that listens to the podcast. Shout out Jesse. Our guy. I think he might be our only international listener. No, we got random ones. But continue, Nate. Uh, I'll tell you what. Here's another. Here's another group that would be good to be a fly on a bag. Dustin Johnson, Patrick Cantlay, and Justin Thomas. How many lines did they blow beforehand? I was gonna say how many Gator tails they ripping. <laughs> And how many great ones' daughters are they fucking? All of them. Hopefully. I'll tell you, here's three group. Here's two groups right here that you won't hear a word spoken between the guys. American Jason Kokrak, Canadian Corey I'm sorry, Connors. what? Jason Kokrak. Kokrak. Wow. Yeah. He's like from the... Charlie Sheen's all Is he friends with Dustin Johnson? He's from the Cleveland area. Is he friends with, Char- is he friends with Charlie Sheen? Yeah, for real. Winning! <laughs> He wishes he had tiger's blood. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That was well played. Can- well played. How about Canadian Corey Connors? Oh sure. Fuck him. He's Canadian. And then South African South African Christian Bizadenhu. Interesting. What did you just call me? Yeah, Bizadenhu. I was saying good bless you, Bizadenhu. Oh, thank you. Yep. I don't think that's the word, but thanks. <laughs> and then uh, here's the other one: Martin Keimer, German, Australian Mark Leishman, American Keegan Bradley. I mean, they all speak English, but they'll probably all ignore each other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's going to be no conversation there. Um, John Rom, Colin Morikawa, and Scotty Scheffler. That's going to be another great group as well. Oh, like Scotty Scheffler will be out there with his Bible. You think he's a Jesus man? Oh, he definitely is. Yeah. He's not here. He's he, needs Jesus to win. he needs Jesus to win five, five uh, tour events before. Jim. Phil is on one. Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> Phil Sharp. Nobody has more Jesus than Tony Finau, though. That's right. That's, That's right. fair. He's a Mormon. Phil is sharp tonight. I'm something. He's Sharp's on it. Attack. He's on it. He's yeah. My boy Tony Finau. He's playing it with Hideki Matsuyama and Xander Shoffley. So that's gonna be a fun group as well. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, okay, there we go. PGA. There we go. It's uh, starting up tomorrow when you're hearing this, and uh, watch it all this weekend. Nate. I'll uh, try to tweet out some gambling for the PGA. It's good. And some NHL playoffs. Let's. Uh, I have one question for you. If you had to do odds-on favorite to win right now for the listeners, who are you putting your money on? Fuck, it's hard not to put it on Scotty Scheffler. I said the Chef Meister. It's really hard not to. The guy's got a hot hand. But <clears throat> the head chef. If I was gonna look elsewhere, boy, it's it's interesting. The PGA. The PGA is one of those tournaments where. You really, it could be some random ass motherfucker who comes out of nowhere and just plays a really good weekend. John Daly won a PGA Championship. That's how he's a major champion. You know, this John Daly's a major champion without winning a major. 
He's just a major champion. He is a major champion. My but, man. But he did win a major, and uh, it was the PGA. So, uh, man, I'll tell you, there, it could be somebody like a fuck. You know what? I, I mean, my odds-on favorite is going to be Scotty. Okay. That's who I'm going to give it to. But I could also see somebody like a, a Justin Thomas playing really well this weekend coming out. I could see Colin Morikawa getting back in form. Sure. Doing it. Um, I don't know. You know what? How sick would it be? I don't. I really don't think this would happen. But I'll tell you what. The odds on it would be really good. Ricky Fowler and his homecoming to Oklahoma. Ricky winning would get everybody bricked up. Ricky, Ricky is bro. People, Ricky Fowler. People fucking jizz for Ricky down in Oklahoma. Um, that that would be cool. I mean, he did go to Oklahoma State. He that would be pretty Oklahoma sick. State, yeah. He's known. He wears the. He was known for wearing the orange yeah. on Sundays. I think he still does. Even with the Puma deal, they they made orange gear for him. Back when, bro, back when yeah. Ricky was good, buddy. Yeah, back way back when, buddy. That, during my days of working golf tournaments, I can't tell you how many times I saw grown ass men wearing all neon orange to professional golf tournaments. That's and I'm like, bro. Morally reprehensible behavior. What is yeah. your... Like a they kid, are remiss. A kid doing it is one thing. They're, they are remiss, though. Yeah. No, a kid remiss. doing it, sure. Grown men. Yeah. No. We have one last... We have a listener question from my buddy Kev. Shout out to Kev. Um, just wanted to pose this before we wrap this show up. Which rookie quarterback, if any, has the most sus- sustained... Success, say that five times fast, in the NFL going into this season. I thought it was. I thought it was the, the second year. He had multiple, so we'll save that one. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, we'll do that one next time. So, which rookie quarterback will have? Do we think has the most sustained success in the NFL over their career? Rookie now, they don't have to play this year, and we're not saying rookie year success, just overall. Well, uh, as much as I hate to say it, it's probably <laughs> Whopper hands. It's got these mighty hands. Kenneth Pickett. Kenneth. I Yeah, probably Whopper hands. Kenneth Pickett. That that's that too will do it. So K- K- Hammer Desmond Ritter. KPA. Ritter was gonna be Ritter crossed my mind, but I'm gonna go a little off the wall here. Malik? No. No. I'm gonna go Matt Corral. Ooh, that's and the uh, reason he's in New Orleans, right? No, he's no. in Carolina. Carolina, that's yeah. And my thing is Darnold's gonna suck balls. Coralina. And exactly, they'll make so many cheesy plays. He'll work. He'll do so many ads this year for shitty auto dealers in the area. But I think he has the best chance because I think his team has been set up for a Cam Newton for so long that that'll work into his skill set. And I think if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy for a full season this year, and then he goes into twenty twenty three uber healthy, I think Corral could be set up for success there because they. And I, I don't think Matt Rule will be there next year either. I yeah. think I think they'll have a young offensive coach. He'll have spent a year in the league, and then, bam, it'll be his show. Sam Darnold will be somewhere else, because I think Darnold's good enough to... He's okay. He's like a like a 50. And he's, yeah, he's good enough to back up and then start when you need him to, or vice versa, or whatever. But I 100% agree, and I think Matt Corral is going to be the best. Fourth round pick, best quarterback in the draft. You look back at previous drafts. Kirk Cousins was a fourth-round pick, and he's like the last one still balling out of that one. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, though. Luck, luck and RG3 are done. So. Yeah. Yep. I'll tell you what, though, man. I, I, I was 
I'm kind of intrigued by the fact that the Steelers did take a guy out of South Dakota State in the sixth round. Like, like, like Very RG3, Kirk Cousins-esque. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued. Let's I, see. I think Kenny Pickett's the easy answer because he had a great senior year. And he's going to an organization that wins. And he's got the Kurt Warner thing going on. Yeah, the, the two gloves. I just, Kenny Pickett, man, I the Steelers, I think they did it because they didn't see value anywhere else. And Kenny could be the guy they move on from after four years if it doesn't go the way they want it to. And they'll have no qualms doing it. Yeah. yeah. If it doesn't go well. They won't even give him a fifth year. They'll just say, never mind. And well, they'll had, draft had again because quarterbacks not, are just getting better and better. Had Baker not had a $19 million price tag on him, I think they would have gotten with him. Potentially. Yeah. Baker, I, think that's, I think Baker was first and then it was Kenny. Baker's going to sit around until some quarterback gets hurt. And oh, I, I'm with you 100%. Training camp. And, and he's then the, and he's then waiting on injury. Yeah, they'll, they'll trade his ass. But yeah, I'm going Matt Corral. You guys got Kenny Pickett. Who knows? Maybe we, maybe we revisit this next offseason. And then we kind of evaluate this question again and see where it goes from there. Because um, Corral's coming off an injury and in, in, you know in the bowl game, but still, yeah, that's just my kind of out there. Possibly Mr. Chickenson or Sam Howell. <sighs> I think I think Malik will be good, but Malik's going to struggle early on because Tannehill is yeah. not going to do him any favors. So he either ends up like Aaron Rodgers, where Favre's like, "Yeah, fuck you," or he's going to end up like Jordan Love, where Jordan Love's sitting there like, "What do I do?" Yeah. So it's going to go on its ways. But either way. So let's about wrap up this episode of the Small Market Insecurities Podcast. Sky, do we have any last-second quips for the viewers, listeners? Oh, man, I'm not really sure. You don't have I anything? Got, I got nothing. Um, if you're not with us, you're against us. That sounds about right. Nate, what do you got for us, man? I have nothing. Follower, listeners, followers, we done bless thee. Go off in the spirit of Christ. Go off. <laughs> That was very, uh, very kind of you. Jesus Christ. Very Arkadelphian. Yeah, what is this? The fucking Vatican? Uh, uh, I sent you chant. away from here a little dumber than you were when before you started. I'm very sad for my final thought. I'm very sad Luton Town did not advance to the championship playoffs. It would have been very fun for that tiny little town to maybe get a chance to play in the Prem. Say la vie. What are you going to do? I hope Nottingham Forest comes back now. They've, yeah. won, they've won two European Cups. It'd be cool for them to be back. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, for the guy you love to hate, Stack Eye Knight, and the co-host of Chaos Skyball, it's your boy Phil Razor saying, small market insecurities. Pair as well with booze. We love you guys.